Shabbat Shalom. Do you feel more anxious nowadays? As if the world is spinning out of control? With our country increasingly polarized? Domestic politics now more of a blood sport than a rational, national debate of policies? With international competition altering the American-designed post-World War II era in fundamental ways, Many assumed that the collapse of the Soviet Union would usher in the end of history, the final victory of democracy, rather than a new worrisome phase of history that questions democracy itself. With our country and the world that seem to tear themselves up and splitting at the seams, do you sometimes feel tempted just to turn your back on this gaunt and gloomy world? There's so many cruelties, so much misery and degradation, so much hatred and animosity and short-sightedness and narrow-mindedness and selfishness that from time to time it is natural to despair. In the words of Mark Twain, this damned human race our world is hopeless, a plague on all your houses. Let other people deal with all the problems of the world. I have enough problems of my own. On the one hand, we've never had it so good. We are more affluent, more educated, more comfortable, healthier, and safer. We live longer than at any other time in the torturous history of our species. Historians tell us that despite everything, the world is more peaceful today. There are fewer wars than any other period. But one cursory glance at the morning headlines of any reputable newspaper on any given day is enough to cause not only anxiety, but deep depression, exacerbated perhaps precisely because we've never had it so good. Except for the very oldest of us, we in the affluent West have never experienced political chaos, economic hardship, and international conflict on a world scale. And there is a deeper fear today for humanity itself. We've always been concerned with our physical and economic safety, but to fear for the future of the human species it's an entirely different emotion. Even the last century's cataclysmic struggles did not put the survival of the human race in doubt. It was only with the advent of the nuclear era that it dawned on us that we have the capacity to extinguish life on Earth. Even the weather seems different and more worrisome to us. Seemingly unprecedented wildfires, drought, heat, floods, hurricanes, inflicting death and dislocation of both the human and the natural world. Nowadays, we're never really sure whether a Florida hurricane is just another storm that has affected the region since time immemorial 
or that somehow climate itself is changing, putting our life as we know it in question. It's almost as if we're returning to ancient days when humans considered nature's extremes to put the future of humanity itself in doubt. The Parsha of the week, Noach, describes in vivid detail this ancient belief. The flood that almost wiped out humanity was caused by God's anger at what the Torah calls Hamas. We don't know for sure what that word Hamas means, but it is clear that it describes a breakdown of morality. It is connected to human behavior. The Torah clarifies that immorality was so rampant that it brought about the destruction of the world. That the biblical flood was not so much a climate phenomenon that Mother Nature produces from time to time. Rather, it was the physical manifestation of a deluge of immorality. That nature's destructive force was directly linked to human conduct. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Despite our immense, miraculous technological and scientific progress, 21st century humans fear the same thing. What the first humans feared, that somehow we are the cause of the climate's excesses. That our own behavior, whether in climate change or through our technological capacity to destroy, may put the human species itself at risk. Why are we the way we are? Why can't we prevail in this war against ourselves? We know what is right and wrong. We feel it. We intuit it. We've been taught. Practically all of us know that love is better than hate. Justice is better than injustice. Freedom is better than slavery. Mercy is better than cruelty. We are instructed to protect the weak, and we nod approvingly. It sounds right to us. But the waves of immorality keep crashing on the barriers protecting us from the flood. It seems that we cannot overcome ourselves. There's still so much hatred, so much injustice, oppression, and exploitation, despite the fact that we know it's wrong. Why? There's a verse in this week's Parsha that hints at the answer. After the flood, God states, Yetzer ha'adam ra mineurav. The inclination of the human heart is evil 
Mineurav, from an early age. According to Rashi, from the moment of birth. That is, from the instant that a human baby emerges from its mother's womb, our inclination is to evil. At first glance, the Torah is suggesting that we can't help ourselves. We are designed to do evil. That all of the social and moral problems of the world are nothing more than a reflection of ourselves, our own nature. And it is true that we have always been, we are now, and will always be dangerous. Dangerous to ourselves, dangerous to others, and dangerous to the world, to creation itself. The human creature is the most dangerous creature on earth. We can inflict such devastation now that we can destroy every living thing. The danger is from within. Evil, what the Bible calls ra, is a human concept. No other living creature is capable of evil. Other living beings kill, and they inflict pain, but they are not capable of evil. When the lion kills the deer, it's not murder. And while the deer experiences pain, it is not the infliction of torture. There is no moral ramification in nature's struggle for life. Dostoevsky said it best. People sometimes talk about man's bestial cruelty, but that is being terribly unjust to the beasts. A beast can never be as cruel as a human being. The tiger simply gnaws and tears, and it is the only thing it knows. It would never enter its mind to nail people to fences by their ears and leave them hanging all night. But before we despair too much, a closer look at the Parsha of Noah really reveals an uplifting message. The world then came very close to destruction. But eventually, it was saved. There was a person, Noah, who was righteous. Ish Tzadik, a righteous man. That is Judaism's response to evil. Righteousness. Human beings are capable of this, too even when it seems that the whole world is saturated with evil, even when we feel down, despondent, and depressed, what can one person do? What can one neighborhood, one society do in such a world flooded with immorality? Even then, the Torah asserts, don't stop fighting, don't stop teaching, don't stop working, don't stop hoping, don't stop organizing. Build an ark of justice.
Righteousness saves the world. And even one righteous person can influence many others. Most people assume that the central element of the Noah passage is the flood. You all know that. You say, well, what do you know about Noah? Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a flood, right? That's what we know. But actually, the key point was not that the world was flooded, but that eventually the waters receded. Not that humanity was destroyed, but that we were saved. And we were saved by a righteous man. Even when the world was awash in immorality, it is still possible to be righteous. This too is uniquely human. As no other living creature is capable of evil, so no other living creature is capable of justice, mercy, compassion, empathy, and love. These are human qualities alone. The fundamental lesson of Noah is that while we harbor evil in our hearts, we can overcome and prevail. Evil triumphs when goodness despairs. Evil prevails when goodness wearies. Evil is strong when goodness fatigues. We are able to rise above. Human beings look to the heavens. We see rainbows in the sky, the sign of life the hope for a world at peace. My heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. So it was when my life began, so it is now. I am a man. So be it when I shall grow old or let me die. The child is father of the man, and I could wish my days to be bound each to each, by natural piety.